The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Today, I've got my friend, Joella Monteja. Did I say that right? Monteja, yeah, you close. Say it, you say it so much better than me, so much better <laughs> than me. Um, Joel's a friend of mine. He is the president of the Puerto Rican Bar Association of Florida, which in and of itself is a big deal. Um, on top of that, man, you're an entrepreneur, you're a visionary, you're a business leader, a uh, small business owner, you know, graduate law school, me a star law firm, and you've been around Central Florida a long time. So I wanted to have you on to talk about two big topics. The first one I want to talk about is just your perspective on uh, being a small business owner in Central Florida. How, how is the business of Central Florida doing right now, Joel? You know, great question. Thank you for having me, and, and good morning. Um, I think that the the business in Central Florida is one of the most diverse and exciting in the entire nation. Yeah, if you look at the, you know, coast to coast, you have the space program uh, of Central Florida, and Florida as a whole is known as a tourist capital. So you have tourism. Then you have what's out in Lake Nona, the medical city, uh, UCF, a full sale, the institutions, the colleges that we have. And, you know, living here as long as I have and seeing the economy, what it was, you know, I was young in 1987, but I recall where Central Florida was just uh, many roads and a lot of trees. And to see where it's at and the investment that's that's coming in here, I think that it's one of the most um, opportunistic and growth in the entire uh, country. So I think it's really good. And I think in terms of the future and where we're at, we have a lot to look forward to. Uh, the space programs, as I mentioned before, and then we have the semiconductor. I believe it's one out of nine manufacturing plants globally. That's right between the East Orlando or East Orange County and East Osceola and towards the space program. So, I mean, take your pick. And I think it's, you know, one one route or the other. It's a great great business environment to be in. You know, it's interesting uh, when you talk about that. I can remember as a kid, this is true, walking to elementary school and walking through orange groves on the way to elementary school. I remember school. that yeah, too. Yeah, right. I went to Glen Ridge middle school. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You walk through orange groves, right? right? That sounds, we sound like old dudes. <laughs> <laughs> like I am, you're not, but, um, and so then you think of that perspective. And then I think the other, the second part is that like, obviously, you know, we were known forever, you know, tourism and agri- agriculture and it's changed dramatically. And, and so many great leaders prior to you and I have done a great job making sure that it happens. That's and right. that's what you're touching on right now. It's a, it's a much wider and more in depth, uh, economy is that right? That's correct. Yeah, and if you if you look at uh, rumor has it that there's a an Orlando baseball team they're trying to bring here, and I believe the 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 name is the the Dreamers. Mm-hmm. And so the concept is that when you had guys like Disney and uh, Hit and and John Young who came here and saw this swampland, um, they dreamed up what we see now. And so yeah, that's correct. That it's it's very depth and there's a lot of diversity uh, as it relates to the the business economy. Let me, multi-layered. Let me, yeah, let me touch on that one real quick too. I want to hit on that is that, you know, I've done work across the country and one of the things I've noticed is there are some cities that are welcome outsiders and some that don't. And uh, I'm not going to make fun of the ones that don't, Jacksonville, but there's other <laughs> there's are cities out there that are very welcoming. And I feel like Orlando is one of them, that, that you could be born and raised in another country, another part of the world, come here as an as an adult, an established person, establish a business, and you're going to get welcomed and brought into the community and be received 
and that can be in very broad in that spectrum. Do, have, do, you, do you believe that to be true? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do believe it's it's very diverse um, in terms of um, open opportunities. If you look at the growth, uh, you know, there was about, uh, I know the numbers pre-pandemic, not sure after pandemic, there was, you know, 1,500 people estimated a week that were moving here. So I guess that shows the, the desirability of this this location in this um, Central Florida region. And and just for a point of clarification, when we mentioned Orlando, there is the city of Orlando, which I believe it's four miles or four miles. I, ref, I referenced Orlando as the Orlando metropolitan area. Sure, you're right. Which is, I believe, seven counties. Right. And so in that aspect, I believe that, and, and the aggregate, of course, in, in Orlando too, Orlando's very, very diverse and welcoming when it comes to businesses and new residents and the, you see the, the development that's happening around the city and the metropolitan area as well. Yeah. And I think you and I met at a FAMU College of Law event. We uh, did. Yeah. That we were at that together. And Great like, event. Yeah. And so the Dean of FAMU College of Law, she came here from Ohio and, you know, she went to Yale Emory background. Correct. And so she's been brought into mm-hmm. the community. So, um, and I'm hoping you see the same, that we have a growing Puerto Rican population that, that feels very much included Correct. And, and vibrant and part of the community. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, there's, um, I can't recall, and, and I'll have to cross-reference my numbers, but I believe Florida just surpassed New York as the number one population with Puerto Ricans in it. And so, as you mentioned, uh, being the, the president of the Puerto Rican Bar Association, we're getting a lot of those calls for the, the, the numbers that are increasing. And so, yeah, there is a, a large growing population, both in the Latin Hispanic culture and and specifically with the Puerto Rican community, what they refer to as the diaspora. That's awesome, man. Well, that connection is really important, right? And so uh, to have that connectivity, it's close and great, you know, great families, great community, great culture. It makes Central Florida a better place to be. And obviously, hopefully that's great jobs and opportunities for the people coming here as well. That's right. And great food. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you gotta uh, rice and beans and yeah right. no 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 i i, I will see that to you my that's friend. right i will see right. that to you right i've been traveling a lot recently and i was recently i did a i gave a speech in brooklyn and then and then a week later i gave a speech in toronto and so in both those cities like the vastness of the culture the vastness of the of the food and selection it makes for a great great communities correct right? and so you know to that point it's like when i was in uh you know brooklyn i had a great jamaican dinner and then uh, the restaurants on the first floor of my hotel were Peruvian and then um, uh, uh, Vietnamese. And nice. then when I was in Toronto, I had a great Portuguese dinner. Yes. And so, yeah, no. So, I mean, it, it makes the communities better when you have all those different selections and cultures, different, things like different that. Different spices. Yeah, That's right. for sure. Different for spices, sure. figuratively yeah. and metaphorically. Right. So we want that into community. So the other thing is uh, interest rates uh, still up. And so obviously that's concerning. I know that's constricted some uh, real estate investment deals in, in my and the world. It's restricted that. On the other side, corporations are still borrowing and growing. So it seems like corporations are expanding and doing things. Uh, at the same time, we're not seeing as many deals flow. So sometimes when you have that, it, it can really cripple markets, not cripple the market, it's a hampered parts of it, but the growth is still happening. And I'm assuming that's because to your point, people are still moving here. They're still vacationing here, which is still driving small business. Is that yep, correct? That's correct. Uh, with your members of the Puerto Rican Bar Association, are a lot of them sole practitioners? Are they are they uh, with law firms? Or tell me about that. A There's it, we're a sort of we're a statewide organization, and we have vice presidents out of the Miami Dade district. We have Broward, um, mostly where all the appellate courts are at. And so I would say that there's a good sixty to seventy percent of our members are in small practicing. And then the remaining uh, work for bigger firms um, in in throughout the state of Florida. And so that's good. And so they're dialed in probably into a lot of other small businesses as well 
And so that small business growth is helpful for your members, but probably also helpful for your member clients. That's your, correct. Your members' clients. Is yes, that correct? That's correct. Yep. And so that connectivity is a big deal. It is. It is. This is a straight pipeline. Correct. Yeah. And so I would imagine also with that is uh, there's a connectivity, obviously, through language, but also through culture or specific issues that may, may be more specific in the Puerto Rican community that helps make that connection. Both identifying the opportunities and, yeah, and then developing a plan of action towards them. Yeah. It's... You know, there's a misconception that sometimes there's a misconception that sometimes to get the message out or branding, you want to just translate. And, and that's not that that couldn't be farther from the truth. Usually what you want to do is transcreate the message. And so as the, the the statewide presence that we do have, it's 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 almost like a prism asking it, developing what's necessary, identifying areas of opportunity areas where we could and then de- that developing that into the community and corporate partners that want to go ahead and, and be part of this demographic and, and growing trend and purchasing power as well. I think what you just said there was absolutely genius. Like that is a very wise statement because if somebody just thinks, Hey, I'm trying to send this message. It just needs to be in Spanish and then it will be received. Absolutely. Not. That is way, way off. It, yeah, correct. There's a lot of case studies with Ford and the Pinto and the Chevy Nova in Spanish means doesn't go. Right. So yeah, sometimes you just don't want to translate. You have to really transcreate the message. And so, as the lawyers serve the communities, they're able to grab the needs of the community, know the cultural aspect of it, and then develop that like the real prism and then share that with the corporate partners and say, this is exactly where their needs are at and develop an, a plan of action. Uh, we're going to do uh, take a quick break. I want to bring you back, and then we're going to talk about uh, being a CEO and being a leader and your advice to CEOs. Sure. All right, this is John Crossman, the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. We'll be back in just one second. Crossmark Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. This is John Crossman back at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. And Joel, say your last name. Montilla. I'm never going to say it. As, <laughs> we'll as beautiful. He it. says it, it sounds so <laughs> much better. Um, so I have done a, um, a really major faux pas I want to share with you. All right. I'm get ready for this. Okay? Go ahead. I love black beans with sour cream. Man, people get mad at me when Why? I do that. Some people, because Cubans don't like sour cream on their black beans and Mexicans, you know, don't have black beans. And so I always tell my daughters, like, you see me do this. It's a Honduran thing uh, is what I've been told. But like, I mean, so my, my point of saying that to you, besides joking a little bit, is <laughs> it's to your last point about um, when you're translating and you're trying to send a message, it's not just uh, speaking a different language. It's connecting to the culture 
and making sure they understand what's what, what's a match to them. That's right. right? The cultural context, exactly. Cultural so you context. Can have the anger, the anchor to develop your trans creation. You have to trans transcreate the message. And I happen to like sour cream and white beans too. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. <laughs> I, I do. You know, whether it's on a nacho and I use black beans or in a black bean soup, sometimes I get a spoonful of sour cream. But we we have an episode coming up. Uh, Mike and I are doing with uh, veterans, and we were asking Very veterans cool. how do you, how do you want people to think about Memorial Day and Veterans Day and things like that. And I think that it's the same thing like, um, and when you start getting a Hispanic, like people talking about Cinco de Mayo and it's like, well, that's not Puerto Rican, right? No. Or, you know, something else that comes up and understanding um, different people's cultures, you know, and, and, and that connectivity, right? That's correct. And so that, that's what I take from it. So let me switch gears real quick. Um, I want to talk to you about um, your advice for young leaders, right? So you have a perspective because you know, you started out in, you know, what we would determine humble beginnings. Very. You've you moved into a successful, influential space and you have a lot of runway in front of you. And yet you have this perspective. You can look at both. So, um, well, let's talk about for you first. So you looking ahead, when you think about CEOs and people that you look at and you admire, what are the traits they have that you look at and be like, man, I need to be more of that. What's, what's the traits you're looking for in people? Uh, um, above all, servitude. And, and humbleness. I'm a believer. And so I think that the ultimate role model for me is, is Jesus. And, yeah, and I'm not getting into the specifics, yeah. but in terms of, you know, what kingdom that represents, it's the upside down kingdom. And so I think looking in the future, the kind of leadership I look up to are those who, who put the, who are leaders because they put themselves last mm-hmm. and they make sure that um, they are, you know, gr- ground, Foot, foot on the ground. I have a guy that I look up to and I became real good friends with him. He's a mentor of mine because I remember it was in a Puerto Rican Bar Association event and I remember thinking, oh, wow, this guy's he's one of the founders and I never forget the impact as to how he impacted my life. But I noticed that towards the end of the event, he was sleeves rolled up, sweeping, picking up trash, taking out trash. Well, others weren't. And so I, I saw that as true leadership. He was doing whatever it took to make sure that things were getting done in a very servitude, humble way. So for me, those those leaders uh, represent, um, you know, human connection, the human relationship, um, developing and activating a workforce uh, versus those who just, you know, order and sit on their chair. And, and, and so I, I like leadership that's very hands on um, by 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 doing. When I hear you say that, what I hear you saying is you admire leadership that's putting on an apron versus putting on a crown. That's correct. That's what I hear you saying. Absolutely. Like you're looking at somebody and it's like, Hey, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. I'm going to, I'm putting on the apron. I'm going to get dirty. I'm going to try to solve the problem as opposed to like, I'm putting on this crown and I'm waiting for people to bring stuff. To that's me. right. That, that's, 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 that's your born in a manga hanger, manga. Right, right. No, I gotcha. So let's talk about if we're talking about, um, uh, 20 year olds, if you were talking to a group of college students, you're speaking at, Valencia or UCF or something like that later today. And they're looking at you and they're like, they're, and they're from a background like the background you come from. And they're like, Hey, I want to be a CEO of a company. Uh, what are you going to tell them? What traits do you, you need to put into them so that they can have a success and do things like you've done? What is number that? one is you could do it. Right. That, that that's number belief. one for without a doubt. You just believe mm-hmm. and you have to have a little bit of, um, you got to quiet the noise around you and just go after your, your heart and, just like water that drops on a piece of rock it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, of you know ish effect with the water hitting the rock but as many may know or may not know 
you can look it up. There's been studies in this water after a while starts to break the rock down. And so I would say, number one, have a belief, have a, have an, uh, something that you're aiming towards. Number two, I learned this while back is with the end in mind, don't go after the end. Start getting opportunities where you can to serve, whether it's volunteering, whatever it may be, you're, you're going towards a goal. And number three, you know, stay consistent. Um, there's days that I say that are, you know, rainy outside and sunny in your head. And there are days when it's sunny outside and rainy in your head, regardless of which day it is, you just start putting work towards, um, being out there and, and working towards your goals. And it may not appear like it's happening, but over time with the right servitude, people will start seeing the kind of person you are and opportunities which just start to explore. So stay consistent, stay disciplined. Um, Failure is part of it. Right. <laughs> I, I I tell them, don't get to yeses in your life. Try to get through as many no's, right? Mm -hmm. And what that means is be open. And the many no's you get through, you eventually get to your yeses. Just stay consistent. Um, put yourself out there. Start at ground one. Earn your stripes. Um, and and humble yourself along the process. Let me let me repeat that back to you. That the first thing you said was belief, and that really hit me. I. I had an argument with a guy years ago. He gave a keynote at a, um, actually a Bethune Cookman. He was the commencement speaker. And I said, what are you going to talk about? And he goes, well, I'm going to tell them the world's against them. And I'm like, why would you say that? And he goes, well, they are. And I'm like, no, we're not. That's <laughs> like, right. Like, like, yeah, no. what do you, why would you say that to no. them? Like a lot of these kids have already had a hard life. Like yes. they need to hear, like, there are many people for you. Like, and, and maybe there's some people against them, but there's a lot of people that for them. And like, but you're so right. It starts between the ears. If you wake up in the morning and you like, hey, I, I can do this. I can make some things happen. And to that point, if I may, please, those some of the survivors of the Holocaust exp explain that they survived because of hope. And so if, if what you're mentioning is if, if, if people are surrounded in implementing hope, it's a powerful tool to, to, to have that hope. So I agree that it should not be a, this is a, you know, I'm living proof that the opportunities are out there. And so I think that people need to have a belief and anchor it in hope. You know, I was raised in a neighborhood similar to the ones you were raised in. And there was a group of guys older than me that I always looked up to. And, and they were smarter than me, man. I mean, and I mean that, like they made better grades than me. They were smarter than me. And some of them never left. They're still there. And I saw one of those guys that had kind of made it out. And I said, hey, man, what, what's up with that? And he said back to me, he goes, John, you grew up in a house that had belief. He said, you grew up in a house that had vision wow. and he goes, they didn't. And so even though they're smarter than me and all this kind of stuff, they just, they just, they just couldn't get out. You know, I also liked your point that a serve where you can, it's like, Hey, I'm not, I haven't arrived yet. Well, if you're working at McDonald's, show up early, have a great That's attitude, right. get it done. That's so right. it's like, whatever you're doing, if you're, if you're, if you're in church and they need an usher, usher and be the best usher <laughs> ever, yes. like say yes and, and, and be that guy. And then I loved your third comment. You said, stay consistent. Like you can't be this super nice, great Christian dude a couple days. And the next days you're this horrible, terrible person. And then, Hey, I'm a great employee. And then I don't show for work for three days. Like it That's doesn't, right. it doesn't work that way. Right? right. You gotta, you gotta, That's hey, right. but if you do staying consistent is get back on track. Don't right. go down the tunnel of just consistently like missing it mm -hmm. and getting into that lie. But yes, if you deviate, I agree. You have to stay consistent. You can't, you can't allow your, your, your habits become who you are. Right. 
Right. Or you can, as long as they're good habits. Correct. Right? Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And so is that. So just got to keep slugging away. That's right. everybody's going to have hard times. One everybody's foot in front of the other. And that's yeah. why you have a good accountability circles, mentors along the way. Yeah. I Listen, man, I get down sometimes. I have got some guys I call like Mike and I say, Mike, what do I do with my life? And he tells me what to do with my life. So, we all need that. We all need Mike. We it's, should all call Mike every day. <laughs> we all need a Mike in our lives. <laughs> that's right. Well, uh, Joel, thanks for being here with me, My pleasure. And thanks for being a leader in our community. My pleasure. You're making a difference. I appreciate it so much. And uh, I want you to stay in touch with us. Let us know how we can be helpful in all the things that you're doing. And uh, my best friend in high school uh, was Puerto Rican, and we ran track together. He put the Puerto Rican flag. He sewed it on his his, uh, jersey. And uh, I have a deep, deep love for the Puerto Rican community of our our, our Central Florida. So thank you for what you're doing. Absolutely. My pleasure to serve. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to back with our final minute uh, with myself and, and Mike. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, Justice and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. We are back. This is John Crossman with my producer, Mike Gillen. Mike, how are you, sir? Hey, my man. It's good to see you. Uh, it's good to see you. Tell me uh, our guest. You say his name. Uh, Joel Montija. It sounds so much better when you say it. It sounds the best when he says it. <laughs> yes, I it don't It sounds have. better when, yeah. than me and they say it, and then I say it, and then it sounds terrible. That guy is so impressive. And here's the thing. Um, president of the Puerto Rican Bar Association of the State right. of Florida, that's a really important job. Yeah, very about it. much very so. Very important you know, people, particularly through when the hurricane happened, people relocating from Puerto Rico to Florida and all the different legal issues you have to, you know, deal with that. Just, I mean, you know, whether it's a driver's license or you know, buying a home or, you know, renting a space or anything you're doing, there's a lot of contractual issues. And if you're having to relocate and during a crisis situation, like all the things that sort of come out of that, it's a, it's a big deal, right? It really is. And he is so well-spoken in what he does. Of course, uh, if you hear that name pronounced the way he it is pronounced, mm-hmm. in, especially in Puerto Rico and in that culture, it would look like to the rest of us like Montilla. Right. But it's Montija. Oh. But he is so well-spoken, and his firm is obviously doing a great job. Well, you know, what's funny is I, what I really, when you say that, I, I, I like his compassion, that, you know, yeah. he doesn't make fun of me because I, I'm embarrassed. I feel, I feel, listen, I feel a level of shame. I'm not saying his name as, as properly, but you can tell, like, when we were talking about it, he's just very compassionate. I want to move real quickly to the the genius thing. When he was making his comment, and I'm not going to be able to completely quote it correctly because he, he talked good. He's smarter than me. Like, right? you know, he said it. But when he was talking about beyond the translation of something, having the context of something. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, if we talk about Hispanic, a Mexican uh, issue, a Venezuelan issue, a Cuban issue, a Puerto Rican are not the same issues. Right. I mean, like right. culture and has different dynamics and different specific things to it. And so if you're trying to work with the Puerto Rican community, making sure you're understanding what is the message you're sending to the Puerto Rican community. And I think there's such a big difference in that concept in 
If you could make a like a different metaphor, it'd be like the difference in the purpose for an event and the event itself. Right. You could say, I'm concerned, I have compassion for the event and not have any context of people, uh, culture, background, yep. or anything, but you, you could feel like you're doing all that's necessary. And, and that's what, that's the big difference in those Yeah, and, and completely with, you know, so, you know, if you're a, a business that's growing in Central Florida, you need to be aware of all the different, you know, groups and organizations and then can have context them. And if you're a charity or you're running for office or you're any number of things where you need a broad or, or a pastor, you know, you're trying to broadly connect, you need to understand different, different cultures, subcultures, different connectivity. And I'm so thankful, Joel, and the work he's doing. Man, he's doing it. He's doing it in serving, humble backgrounds, making impact and helping other people's lives. Great guy. Great insight. Uh, what a great guest. Today. What a wise guy in yeah. a good way. I yeah, mean, exactly. He's a wise man. A wise man. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, anyway, Mike, thanks for being with here with always the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. This has been the Crossman Conversation CEO Edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.